Welcome to Six Months Later, the podcast 180 Days in the Making, where we talk to interesting people about their lives and hopes for the future. And then we talk to them again in six months to check in and see how things are going. My name is Tara Newton-Wordsworth, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Matthew Shadorn. Yay! How yeah. are you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> Did I come in too hot there? I felt like I was too excited. No, um, it was good. It was perfect it's excitement. It's good to talk to you, Tara. I'm all right. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. My husband is camping, so mm. I'm looking after the boys by myself. And it's quite exciting. It's that sort of like real, you know, you're like running on adrenaline. Can I do this alone? Getting everything done. I don't know. It's quite exciting. I have a lot of respect for single parents. I think it's amazing. But at the same time, it's, it's I don't know, it's kind of nice. I was gonna say it's kind of nice not having him here. It's not that it's nice not having him here. It's 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 nice to appreciate, you know, what he does. Um, you're saying it's nice to appreciate him not being there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's nice to see what he actually does, you know. Like so, I can I can appreciate when he is here more in the future, right. hopefully. Because when he's here, you're just you just constantly seething and looking at him like you. You useless twit. Basically, and, that's and all. And now I you're do. like, oh, I see. He does a lot of little things that really make my life easier. Yeah, yeah, a mm. lot of little, little tiny weeny into winty things. No, there are lots of things. He's <laughs> <laughs> really just helping around the margin, but it really makes a big difference in the end. Yeah, no, it's 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 nice. How about you? How's your week been? It's been alright. I uh, I've, I've been putting my shed together. It's been very exciting. Yeah. But I destroyed my body, like trying to level out the ground and moving a lot of dirt. And um, and then like the next day, I tried to go on like a family outing with my father-in-law and my sister-in-law and her partner. And and uh, I just was useless. And then like halfway through the day, I, I did one of those things, you know, when you go to your partner and you're like, I need to go. And I need you to support <laughs> me in my needing to go now <laughs> because I need to go home and sleep because I feel terrible and my all my muscles are sore. Um, wow. But uh, yeah, the shed's coming together and that's good. That's great. What What is this just kind of like a man cave shed? What kind of shed is this? Uh, this is going to be a workshop for woodworking. It's I'm going to be able to move all my tools out of the house and into like a proper workshop area. So that'll be nice. Wow. Wait, your husband's camping. Is he camping by himself or? No, he's camping with a friend and it's nice. You know, it's just that thing of like escaping for a while. I think he obviously was like, you You know, he said, I have to go and have a break as well at some stage uh, because it's that feeling of like, you know, just have a couple of days away. And a friend of mine in London was like, you got to come stay, which I would love to do. But I was also like, maybe I just want to go somewhere alone <laughs> and just like be alone. Right. You know, like I, as much as I'm kind of excited about like going to London and, and having a night out and like going out on the town. And at the same time, I feel like actually I just, I haven't been able to read books or like just be alone for what feels like many years now so right. yeah i think i think i'm gonna i think i might do that i think i might get like an airbnb by the beach and just literally have like just a night away where i just read books go and like drink coffee you know doesn't yeah. that sound romantic just to like be I, alone <laughs> um yeah alone yeah romantic with yourself you mean, yeah, yeah, no, I think that does sound uh, kind of nice. I mean, I hate to be alone, but oh uh, yeah, I forgot you have the whole um, the fear of ghost. Yeah. ghost thing. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, yeah, it's so 
scary. I, I made a joke about my wife being a ghost earlier today and then she responded by going woo and i was like okay i know i made a joke earlier but that actually really creeped me out so we need to stop making this joke <laughs> it wow. was, uh, it's unhealthy do you but think anyway. we have like where do you think this fears come from of ghosts i don't know i think it lived in a creepy house just way out did in the country and and just quiet and creepy i don't know did you actually ever have some kind of ghost-like experience no i guess not <laughs> just okay. it's all theoretical i mean that maybe, is so much more boring than i was hoping for like no, as an answer <laughs> no maybe if i did have a ghost experience that i would be like oh this is what no this isn't so bad you know <laughs> like, oh, okay all right okay uh, maybe i become better with the paranormal i don't know maybe that's my goal for the next six months is to try and get some kind of ghost experience under my belt yeah before the baby comes you know like i think that's really that's got to be a priority i think is the ghost experience i know i can't be afraid of ghosts around the baby i feel like better put on a brave face yeah. i just feel like there are so many more things to be afraid of in this world than ghosts <laughs> like it as in like we've got literal like people that could just come and like knife you you know like it's like there are like genuine threats there are pandemics you know like there's all kinds of stuff that you could be scared of but see, that's uh, like if somebody attacked me like a human being i feel like i could deal with that because i have like experience dealing with human beings but i have no experience dealing with ghosts so if i meet a ghost i'm i'm beyond the limit of my own experience and so it's it's too unknown for me i think and that's the problem does that make what sense is, like what's the literally the worst thing that could happen i could die i don't know <laughs> but then like you die and then you're also a ghost and then what it's <laughs> and gonna then be it's like ghost time ghost on ghost war Maybe. like i don't know i yeah I think death in a way is not maybe madness. Sometimes in the ghost movies, you see people, they go so, you know, they go crazy. Yeah, that is worse in a way, because if you're dead, you're gone. You know, like it's really the worst for the people that are left behind when you die. But if you go mad, then it's also bad for them and you. I guess so. Unless if you're mad, if things are like just better because you don't know that you're insane. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because you think you're saying. I guess anyway. the problem with ghosts <laughs> is it opens up a huge philosophical and theological can of worms that maybe I just don't want to deal with. Maybe that's the whole problem. Mm. Is like, it's like if there are ghosts and it's like, well, is there a hell now, or like, should I keep going back to mass? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe that's it. Maybe it's actually just a deep anxiety about like life and what it means, and you know, yeah, religion. The whole fascinating shebang. i mean like Maybe. i think we've we've managed to go uh, reasonably deep in just under eight minutes uh but the great <laughs> news is we've got an exciting guest on today his name is sam lake he is a fantastic comedian i'm so excited to talk to him but before we chat to him I'm gonna have some quick predictions matt any exciting predictions for the next six months i don't know early march i just hope all of our welsh listeners had a happy saint david's day that's <laughs> my one wow. prediction <laughs> that's that's really sweet happy st david's day everybody i don't have any major swing predictions other than i think i think things are going to be good i think we're going to be coming out the other side of this thing i think it's going to be leading into a beautiful year i have high hopes for 2021 people are either going to be laughing hysterically at that in a sarcastic negative way or they're going to be like wow that's that's exactly what's happened so Let's hope yeah. for the second one. Be the um, change you want to see in the world, right? Exactly. Something. 
anyways that's, that's beautiful man all right well <laughs> i'm excited to to chat to sam let's yeah. uh crack on with the interview let's do it Okay, so we're very excited to be talking to award-winning comedian, Sam Lake. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sam. Hey, oh, Sam. thank you for having me. What a thrill and honor to be here. Oh, <laughs> it's so fab. I'm so thrilled. It's so nice. You look really cozy wearing your your backwards dressing gown. Thank you. It's much cheaper than, uh, do you guys know what a slang kit is? I was going to say, why don't you just get a slang kit? <laughs> or why don't I save myself the money and just put my dressing gown on back to front? That's fair. You, you and, beat the system. And also it says another money saving tip. I bought this on Father's Day or the day after Father's Day when they get rid of all of the Father's Day stock. So right. this dressing gown actually says world's greatest dad. Wow. <laughs> and I don't have any children. Oh That's my amazing. gosh. That is I like commitment to <laughs> low costs. <laughs> see, I um I you see I used to do that. I used to go to Old Navy in America and mm. like you could get like after Christmas and you just buy a bunch of like Christmas underwear or whatever like discount Christmas holiday underwear. Oh, and uh, but underwear is new. This backfired on me because I bought some boxer shorts uh, and they were on sale and I didn't really think about what they were. But it turned out they were like Father's Day boxer shorts. Oh. And they said like happy Father's Day and this was like, I didn't give a shit. But then uh, one time I was kind of early on in a relationship with a lady and um, <laughs> we off. were undressing, as it were. Uh, we were about to go to the circus, which is what I call sex. And um, and then she saw the underwear and she's like, do you have a kid? And then we had to stop and I had to explain to her my whole discount underwear system. <laughs> one odd way to show that you love your children. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, wow. But and then an odd way to tell your partner that like, oh, yes, we've been in this relationship for a couple months by the way <laughs> yeah i mean but, that would have been awkward if if it had been like yeah yeah and i do have a couple of kids rise i do not i i am committed to low low cost though like i love a bargain this week actually i managed mm. to get an oak console table for the hallway it was listed as 150 pounds got it for 80 i mean i just feel like i feel like that's an achievement wow, you know wow. What I mean? that's pretty good that's I think what 45 percent off yeah, I mean, it is solid oak. I think the thing is that it... <laughs> I think that math is right too, by the way, Sam. I want everybody that to appreciate. Is... Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know that was a real flex that you were like, oh, that's about uh, 45%. Yeah, I, I love that. Was that 40... I have awards and maths. <laughs> yeah. 40, 46.5% off. Oh, exactly. 46.37. Yeah, we've it now. Like, let's not dwell. <laughs> let's not dwell. No, it's... no, I was only joking. I don't know what the percentage is. I just knew that I couldn't ask for 50. Because, you know, when you're like, I think it's going to be... I don't want to take the piss. Like, I'm not going to ask yeah. for 50% off, but I feel mm -hmm. like I can ask for, for just under that, you know? So, yeah. like, and she said yes straight away. So, I think this is why you've got to ask. Like, on principle, mm -hmm. I always ask if people yeah. will take a lower price. But you have to do it in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it not, is it not worse if you, if they go like, oh, what, what would you normally sell this thing for? And then you throw out a number, say you say 200 pounds, and they go like, we were thinking like nine pounds ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, that um, <laughs> yeah. Can we just have it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had people who who like they've listed stuff on like Facebook Marketplace or whatever, and people would the same day be like, "Um, can I just have this?" And he's like, "I, I think I'll just wait a little bit and see if I get anybody <laughs> to actually buy it." Yeah. People are insane. Yeah. But anyways, oh, but Sam, what's going, so on going on with you? with your life? <laughs> Uh, well, I uh, have been now a permanent resident of Edinburgh for a week. 
I moved to Scotland. Oh, really? Wow. That's a pretty big thing. Actually, I think, Tara, the last time I saw you, I was telling you that I'm about to move to Edinburgh. And yeah. now I have done that. How um, exciting. Isn't it? It's, it is. <laughs> no, I, it's like totally I have to that. No, that I'm sounded so sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I th- I've been told I have a tendency to say things that are sincere but they don't sound sincere i I went for brunch the other day (laughs) there i go bragging and um, (laughs) the waitress brought water to the table without ask us asking for it and i said oh isn't that thoughtful and you can hear it saying it now i sound like an absolute knob so then i had to like when she came back i was like I really meant what I said. I genuinely <laughs> thought it was really thoughtful. And then I just burst into tears. So she got yeah. it. <laughs> and then um, she got a 40% tip. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, so I've just I've just uh, moved to Edinburgh. So I've been here for like a week. I say I've been here for a week and a bit. I moved up here like just before lockdown kicked off. So I've mm-hmm. actually been here for about seven months now. And then I came back to London for a few weeks in the middle to uh, sort out my affairs and now I'm and now I'm up here properly <laughs> as in end your affairs like that's it I'm really committing to yes. my fiance now right, right. <laughs> the many many callers that I had yeah. um, there's a few yeah. cash payoffs that needed to be made <laughs> I I do it on sort of like an installments based oh, thing that's nice. yeah it's more manageable I was gonna say your fiance is Scottish, right? Is that correct? Isn't or... he? Yes, he is. And he works in Edinburgh, doesn't? Is, was that why you guys decided to sort of move there, or? Yeah, so he's so he grew up in Ayrshire, which is maybe like in forty minutes outside of Glasgow. He'll listen to this back and tell me that's completely wrong. And, and he lives; he's lived in Edinburgh. I actually met him doing the Edinburgh Fringe for the first time. And, oh, that's and... so nice. I know, and I thought, well, I'll keep him because free accommodation. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, um, and yeah, um, his job is climate change scientist, oh, which wow. is quite lofty a title. <laughs> and luckily, he's been able to do that job remotely. So he's been he's been doing that remotely from from here. But mo- his job involves a lot of travel around Scotland, checking in on like sites of heritage, like castles and forts and things. And he does risk assessments on whether or not they're going to like fall into the sea in the next 50 years and wow and surprisingly that all of them are going to fall into the sea in 50 years there's very little that we can do oh god that's depressing yeah yeah he goes through a pretty depressing job it goes through genuinely they have to have like what's it called they have to have trained to be prepared for climate change anxiety it's a real thing where if you have to if your job is all about facing something that horrible on a daily basis where it seems like it's just inevitable and it's going to change the world irreversibly Mm -hmm. they need to give you like the tools you need to prepare to deal with that every day like the same way like emergency doctors and things and you know people in like nightingale hospitals have to be able to deal with all of these like traumatic things happening around them yeah so yeah so he's based in scotland and the the type of work i do i can in theory do it anywhere so it just made more sense for me to come up here than for him to come down to london right yeah and edinburgh is awesome i think it's honestly one of my favorite places in the world i think it's yeah. so beautiful have you beautiful been town. outside of the edinburgh fringe 
I haven't. I've I've only been up there during the fringe, but I just think the actual city itself is just so gorgeous, like beautiful looking. And so, you know, also driving down to the beach, or you know, like there's just so much that is yeah, kind of like and the there. Obviously, you can go for a nice walk up Arthur's um seat. <laughs> <laughs> I had a momentary lapse of uh, <laughs> what Sorry. is Arthur? Who is Arthur? Um, <laughs> I don't, but, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know which Arthur it is. It's Arthur's seat on top of the crags. I only learned they were the crags a few months ago. Crag is not a nice name or word. I don't, I don't think. Actually, Tara, the the name Tara, if you look it up, <laughs> means craggy <laughs> hillside. How depressing <laughs> is that? That's <laughs> um, pretty bad. That is romantic. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, okay. So you're in Edinburgh now. How are you mm. feeling about comedy and stuff? Like, obviously, it's a tricky time for everyone. But are you kind of looking at doing outdoor stuff out there or? Um. Well, up here, I mean, this is the interesting thing. I sort of, I've done like the odd gig up here, but I don't really know the circuit that well. And it's different up here because the regulations in Scotland are a Bit, they're like a couple weeks behind England. So when Boris does his announcements of like, oh, we're going to let butchers into playgrounds or whatever it is, <laughs> I don't really pay attention. Um, then it will be another two to four weeks before that happens in Scotland. Yeah, so like gyms are already open in England and in, in Scotland, they only opened this week. So everything's like a bit behind. So it's mm. not even like there is a, a sort of like live comedy circuit happening up here. Mm. I'm sure there are outdoor gigs and things happening here and there. But Edinburgh, uh, well, Scotland's got like amazing clubs like Monkey Barrel and The Stand. And they've been doing like live stream gigs, but they haven't been able to like let people back in because indoor performances still aren't allowed up here. So it's right. weird. I mean, I'm kind of shifting. Outdoor gigs are lovely, but I'm kind of like shifting to, I guess, like what we're doing now is like more stuff that you can do from the comfort of your own home. Not mm. because I'm sure we all want to be back on a stage at some point, but whilst that's not possible you got to do something to remind yourself of what comedy is and how to be funny <laughs> just even how to talk to people like yeah there was long yeah. periods there where I was just like actually it's been so long since I've had a face-to-face -face conversation with someone who isn't someone I'm having sex with <laughs> that I, I don't I don't know how to start the conversation or what to say um, yeah. yeah and not so even all those conversations are face-to-face -face, if you know what I mean yeah <laughs> uh, uh. This guy knows what I'm talking about. Blood, blood, blood. That's such testosterone. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to cut that part out. I mean, I understand 100%, man. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No worries. I understand that. Like, you're just, you just see the same person over and over again. And it's I not that you don't them, the dislike way. them. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of which, you've got a wedding that you're planning, which is pretty exciting. Oh, exciting. Yes, I, I do. A lovely big old wedding that was supposed to have 170 people attend. And with current regulations, we are allowed 30, I think. Wow. So when... I don't know. When is it planned for? Well, luckily, we always had our wedding planned for next year. We were going to get married. We we're going to get married in May. And we had done a lot of the planning already. We were going to... And we'd already planned an outdoor wedding in that 
we rented like teepees that they put up and it's in like oh, a nice, nice big garden in Glasgow. Oh. And so we had like bits and pieces to sort out, but all of the big stuff was sort of already ticked off. So we're not nervous about like having to plan a wedding during all of this going on because we already did that bit. What we're nervous about is the uncertainty of what we'll be allowed to do once it gets closer and closer to the date because he's got like he's got a huge family i've got lots of friends coming up from south and the guest list is going to have to have quite the drastic cull if we're only allowed a certain number of people to attend i'm ready for the drama but he's like no like i love my mum or whatever i still talk to my parents wow so that's it i think that's the thing that's sort of worrying us the most is that like at the moment it all feels like oh fine it's like it's next year everything will be fine by then we'll all have vaccines and like everyone will be super healthy but it there's also a good chance that you know maybe we'll only be allowed a handful of people and so like is there any point in still doing the wedding or do we like do a small thing and then do like a big reception thing later it's like impossible to plan any like big things right now because you never know like what what's going to happen next you know what's going to be really funny is if they relax the numbers like drastically just before the wedding and you're like oh we we'd love you to come to the wedding and they're like (laughs) oh really now you want me to come like i'm clearly like a third choice by now Um, i think i think if if i'm happy to cut them now i'll also be happy for them not to be here even if i'm allowed like a thousand people I could right. be savage. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's so, so exciting. So we'll see within six months, like when we next talk to you, when this podcast comes out, we'll be able to see essentially uh, how we'll many people. To, I yeah. guess yeah. so. Yeah, because it'll be it be just like a month or two before we're supposed to go do it. Um, yeah. So yeah. That's interesting. Fingers crossed. Is there like within the cutting <laughs> process, is it, do you guys have like hard and fast rules? Like cousins, all gone. Like, <laughs> college roommates all cut you know like I, uh, so he's when we wrote the original like guest list like the first draft because i think everyone writes the first draft and then you go like actually they don't need to come that's fine i can get rid of them we right. did it in like groups of people so it was like family and then friends but then he had like all of these extra categories like friends of family family friends long distance family (laughs) friends family friends international and friendly families yeah friendly family um (laughs) family who i'm not friends with (laughs) i mean like i've got like very few family in the uk and then most of them are in Spain because that's where half our family comes from. But most likely they probably wouldn't be able to travel over for this and that's fine. So it'd be mostly friends coming up. So like I've not got as many people as he has, but just mm-hmm. all of these groups and I'd be like, I don't, I actually can't relate to like this number of, of guests. So to be honest, I think it's going to be a bigger challenge for him to cut. I said to him, <laughs> we were talking about this the other day at the moment we're allowed 30 people so i said okay so that's you and me hopefully so that's <laughs> 28 people so we each get 14 i don't you need some uh, kind of officiant yeah exactly so my f- i've we've got my friend chloe who's gonna be the vicar oh my so god I- chloe pets yes 
Is oh, she really? allowed to marry people? Well, we either we will do like you know where you go to like the, the town hall or the, the office, the office of weddings. What's it oh, where you I go see. and like do the civil thing? And then on the day, she can like she can do whatever she wants. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Uh huh. That's oh, great. Um, oh, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I can't say I've ever like had a dream wedding in mind, but I think if I did, it would be officiated by like just a big old power lesbian of comedy. Oh. Yes. Yes. I, feel like I we would need to love... talk to Chloe before your wedding and then afterwards. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be fantastic. Oh, I love Chloe. how she's getting on with like the vows and stuff. Yeah. So um so I said, okay, Chloe can come out of my side because it was because I was the one who asked her. So you've right. got 14, I've got 13. And he said, we've got to be able to negotiate because I've got like lots more family that i'm still in touch with which i thought was a very strange flex because i don't i like i don't talk to my dad my mom died many years ago don't mm. have many family in the uk and he was just like it's not my fault that your parents are either dead or don't want to talk to you like get over it <laughs> wow um, <laughs> so i'm gonna be keeping <laughs> this is gonna sound harsh but there's a lot more love in my life and <laughs> <Yeah>. i <laughs> um so yeah i mean having more people having like more people allowed to come will make it easier but it's going to be a big challenge for him to like cut down his numbers and i don't envy it because his family are wonderful and they've made me feel very welcome so i want them there too i I won't lie some cuts have already been made and they were very easy to be made (laughs) those people don't know they've been cut yet but they'll find out soon enough Wow. <laughs> I feel like I, so here's what you think if you're trying to do comedy from home is I imagine some kind of reality show situation where you know you're cutting people you know it's like sorry uncle charles you've been cut yeah <laughs> what no i no i get no i know your your catchphrase is uh sorry uncle charles we don't <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that, that's, that's absolutely what you, it. Yeah. I I'm, um, I'm just going to trademark the rights to that show. Yeah. Or if you make it, then at least cast me in it. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think the BBC is looking for new programming. So uh, I had a browse through your website and you have a huge number of awards, including Leicester Square. Well done. That was a big one to win. Um, that was a very good night. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So are you doing any competitions anymore? Or are you kind of done with the competition thing? I think now I think I've exhausted the opportunities. Like I, I when I started comedy, I entered every competition that would have me and then i think with leicester square it's called new comedian of the year full disclosure i entered it three times before i won it and i won it on my fourth go but <laughs> nice. i'm really i'm really playing it fast and loose with the term new right <laughs> i we all know like new doesn't really mean anything new just right. i think like, it does say so long as you've only been doing comedy for like five years i'm pretty yeah, sure it yeah. does that. Oh, i, I like. didn't break any rules or anything yeah i mean i had done comedy in america but i was in the competition last year and um you got to be a finalist didn't you Matt? i got to be a finalist yeah, yeah. yeah. i think yeah. i was like i was there right yeah, you were there. You, you did the closing set. So I lost the year after you won. So <laughs> hey, you didn't so lose. I, that, you you beat lots of people. I and did you, beat lots of people. You, you um, didn't yeah. win in the final. But a lot of a lot of it is just getting to a final. And then people are like, oh, good, okay, that's it. I've got my little press quote. I'm happy. And then that's that. Oh, I did not get a press. Quote. What are you talking it, about? The worst. I got a savage. I got a savage review. No, yeah. I will say, and I can say it because I was there, and I have also seen 
you performed before that you were very very funny i thought so too i was like the reaction i got in the room <laughs> did not seem to what that okay <laughs> no i love i love this exception you're right sam yeah no i i was gonna say the reaction i got in the room i felt like didn't merit the it was literally like i was reading it and i was like did i fuck this guy's wife or something like did i <laughs> i mean was really harsh like really harsh with your review if i'm it, honest like when yeah. i read it i was like jesus it felt very personal in a way that i was just like what the f and i was like that was the only negative review of that because everybody got a little really? blurb and i was the only negative review oh what? i don't know I, I read someone else's and i didn't think it was amazing there was some um, there was some that were kind of mixed but i was like like no. he just went yeah. he just he just tore into me. But then I, I have friends that he's written quotes about that I have been like, whoa, that is so harsh. And then they've then they've absolutely killed it, you know, in Edinburgh. And it's that thing where it's just like, I just don't think it matters either way. Like, I think it's great if he gives you yeah. a good review. It doesn't matter if it's bad. Like, you know. It's well, just I was, one person's opinion at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. It's yeah. funny that uh, I was talking to one of the comedians who was on there and he said he'd been reviewed by Turtle twice and gotten savaged by them. And then the review he got for that night was extremely glowing. So then it was like, mm. did he change or did the reviewer change or did but the situation change? It could or? just be, you, d you don't know how the reviewer feels or like he could be having a bad day and he's taking out on all of you. I don't know. I've only been reviewed by him once and um, he... He was nice, but for me, and he, he does this for a lot of gay male comedians, is that he tends to sort of like always start the review by going, oh, they're very camp and waspish, waspish like, <laughs> like, like every, like all gay men are. He's done it to like <laughs> a few friends of wow. mine. Wow. And, like, I was kind of like, well, okay, I'll just leave that bit out of like any poster that I used the quote on. But, you know, they do try and like, just like, if they can't compare you to somebody, sometimes they can't make sense of you, I suppose. Mm. But mm. it is weird to just be compared, to all sort of be just like lumped into the same bucket at the same time. That was the only right. problem I had with mine. Yeah. Because yeah. he said about my friend, he was like, she's no Jess Robinson, which I found offensive on behalf of my friend because she's a super talent. And now mm. she is like going really far with stuff. I don't know. Reviewers, uh, reviews, I sort of, I think, take it or leave it, you know, just don't, yeah. don't worry too much but Absolutely. um yeah yeah obviously take all the good ones be like well, they're right <laughs> i yeah. am amazing right. yeah i and no, i didn't take it too hard i just like i laid in bed for about a month and um did a complete <laughs> series rewatch on star trek deep space nine <laughs> wow but, yeah someone's got some good mental health well, <laughs> i enjoyed Aww. i spent some time with my friends on, on deep space nine commanders <laughs> and everybody and then i felt a lot better so good. Oh, that's that's beautiful i don't watch star trek and i never will so we will never relate on this <laughs> Uh, well, I can I, recommend some pretty good Star Trek Deep Space Nine episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Thank it's you. Like well, really what this podcast is about, you live. You lure I, people in to recommend them episodes of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I, you know, I, if we could turn this, if I could slowly transform this into a Star Trek Deep Space Nine fan cast, I would really be happy. Um, I feel like okay. I was the wrong person to ask to co-host this with you because. So I, Sam, when we talk to you in six months, I'm going to need you to have watched at least half the series of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. How many episodes are there? A uh, hundred and fifty. Oh. Uh, challenge accepted right. oh my god i well, mean i did it in a month which didn't feel healthy <laughs> but, oh, yeah. 
God. Well, oh. uh, Matt's actually going to have a baby the next time we speak to you, Sam. So he will no longer be watching any television wow. uh, or doing anything <laughs> except for, you know, caring for a newborn, which is pretty exciting. It is. Uh... Can I ask if you feel at all prepared? Well, you know, I've got a lot of good Star Trek Deep Space Nine knowledge under my belt. Right. So. <laughs> I've got a DVD box set just in case Wi-Fi goes down and you have to. Oh, you know, that's primitive technology. See, it's these things you don't think about until you're in a parent that you're like. Well, maybe that's why I'm the world's, the world's greatest, greatest dad. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Every once in a while, I I think about like oh, that's weird that's gonna fundamentally change my life uh yeah i don't feel fully prepared at all i don't i i mean i'm i'll 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 wage a bet that you'll probably be a competent father yeah. that's <laughs> nice of you Sam. That's, that's, that's really well, see, sweet <laughs> here's the, this is the thing i've said to my wife before we were even pregnant which is that we should buy a bunch of art books and have art books around the house for when we have a baby so that the baby can see a bunch of art <laughs> When it's I young, it back, maybe your partner can like pick up the slack. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just felt like that was like a key thing that we should do, and she's like, "That's not at all. How do you prepare for a baby?" <laughs> like, <laughs> but I still stand by that concept. I feel like it, I think it'd be positive. You know, I'm pretty sure the main the main thing yeah. is the art. The art is definitely the main thing. You better get I mean, that art sorted, Matt. Otherwise, it's not going to be a good kid. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> Is there something like today, these days that you're like really obsessed with, like your, like your own Deep Space Nine? This? <laughs> I've uh, I've been rediscovering video games. Oh yeah, yeah, because I'm a top lad. Um, <laughs> I uh, I don't know if this happens with any other like form of media, but when I was younger, I used to play video games all of the time. And then when you start getting into adult life, you have less time to play it. But you still collect all of the games. You still buy them. Be like, oh, I'm really excited for this to come out. And you still follow everything. You just never actually play the game. Uh-huh. So I have like, a, I just got my PlayStation Four back from my old flat, and uh-huh. I have all of the games that I buy like every Boxing Day sale still in the cellophane wrapping. <laughs> wow, so really? like, yeah, I buy, but I go crazy. I buy like ten games and then never touch them. So I have like. I have like Fallout 4, I have um Destiny, I have um what's that one that um awful people play? Call of Duty. I have oh. that. <laughs> and I and I just yeah, have We have a big Call of Duty fan base, so if you could <laughs> Really? Okay. No, no, I don't know what it we we literally haven't produced an episode yet. <laughs> so I so I'm just sort of like rediscovering that and I mean that's sort of like the thing that I that's the sort of thing I treat myself with every day if i feel like i've done something productive then i can go and play a video game of some sort so what's something productive that you do every day that you feel you have to do before you can play call of duty oh well i mean it depends on what day you ask me because like so i had a day job which i technically still do but i've been furloughed from that and so it's just been focusing on like comedy side projects and things like that but It's the classic life of anything that is freelance based. There'll be times where you feel like you have way too much on. And then other times you feel like you have nothing on. And in Mm -hmm. the times you have nothing on, you don't feel productive because you're not being productive. So then you also don't reward yourself 
for being productive so you just sort of just you sort of just sit down and then just stay there until somebody <laughs> tells you to do something so it's it's peaks and troughs it's, it depends on different days so like i tried to every day sit down and write for an hour which i know is mm. something i should have been doing already but um i try and sit down and write for an hour just like uh, pick a random topic and stream of conscious it or like if i've got something to write for then i'll like work towards that i tried mm. writing like I've been trying to write things I would never have considered writing before. I wrote a, a script for a pilot for a TV show. I wrote uh, a pitch for a video game, fittingly. I wrote treatments for podcasts and radio shows. I did like all kinds of things. It's like trying to keep lots of, um, what's the expression? Keep, lo keep lots of pans on the boil. What's the pans on the go? My boil... Uh my, I've, oh, I've boiled so much. Um, Keep a lot of pies in the fire. I think we. Yes. No, it's isn't it? No, Stokes in pies the fire. in the oven or Stokes in the fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Keep the pies it's, boiled. I've got the oven going. Yeah, you want you want a yeah. pie in every pot and an iron in every garage. A finger in every pie. Every <laughs> yeah, finger in every pie. Yeah, yeah. I feel that that is probably it. I mean, yeah. one of them's got to be it. It's some words to that effect, but basically, I know what this is, and this is not the first time this has come up in this podcast. Irons in the fire. It's irons in the fire. Irons yeah. in the fire, or yes. fingers in pies. I think. Yeah. I, yeah, fingers. That we would have also accepted fingers in pies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding Strange ding. This is not the first time this has come up. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm getting. I'm getting a weird deja vu. I can't remember who it yeah. was with. I think it was with Isa. Bonagera. It was Jordan. Oh, yeah, it was with Jordan Gray. With all your pilots and your things that you've written, have you submitted them to staff? Have you had any feedback about anything? I So I write things and then I pass them off to my agent and then I keep my fingers crossed. So I sort of only know how to do like the righty bit. And then the stuff where it goes through like the industry and it like it gets seen by certain people or it has to go be submitting says i don't really know how to do that bit so that's something that i've learned over lockdown but one thing i have been trying to do is try and get a podcast off the ground so i've been speaking to people about some studios about doing that so hopefully that's something that you know happens in the next month so, but like with trying to get anything commissioned not that i've done that but from people i know who have things tend to move at a very glacial pace so mm. Right. It could be that in six months' time, it would it, all of the Stokes that I Stokes irons in the fire <laughs> that I have are still in the fire, but are no hotter or cooler. Does that right. work? Does that make yes. sense? I, yeah, yes. I think so. Sam, do you have any big swing predictions for the next six months? Where you think anything crazy in the world? Do you think that we'll see? I think there's going to be a rise in the number of people who need a chiropractor. Hmm. just because we sit down more now yeah um and also i'm gonna go out on a limb here stay with me on this but okay. i feel like people aren't seeing each other as much anymore because it's not safe to people want companionship but mm -hmm. my friends have gone to like all of the dog shelters and wanting a pet and in a good way all of the pets have been like rescued because people are now at home more they can look after them so there'll be lots of people who are desperate for companionship so i think in six months time we're gonna see a reboot of the furby <laughs> okay wow. yeah i did not i definitely thought you were going to sex robots but furby is <laughs> you know great um hey, 
you know, Tara, don't don't <laughs> shame anybody. Well, I just, Furby is a sex robot. Yeah. I mean, no, but, um, <laughs> it depends on how you look at it, really. But uh, yeah. no, I love Fur. Furbies are so sweet. Like they're such sweet yeah. little. You know, why wouldn't you want a Furby? You know, you I, can take um, it in your pocket. I find it creepy. <laughs> they are a bit weird. Yeah. And they and people forget the original ones had like a sort of like mini brain in them, so they could remember your name and then say it back to you. Wow. Unless I had like an enchanted one, <laughs> just yeah. back, um, magical. Oh, well, you got the curse Furby. I got a, I got a <laughs> Furby, a Kirby. Um, yeah. But the um, I got a Furby when I was little. It was my granddad who got it for Christmas, and then my granddad doesn't speak a word of English. She's Spanish. Didn't understand what a Furby was. So when I set it up and it started talking. It started talking in the middle of the night and then it went missing and I didn't know what happened to it. And then two years later, we found out my granddad had gone to the garden and buried it alive. <laughs> oh my God. What was it? It's like, wow. Diablo. And then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, do you think also Tamagotchis will make a comeback or? I Potentially, but I feel like there's something to be said for the tactileness of a Furby. Mm, fair. You could like, you can stroke a Furby. It's, it's not the same as... Okay. Again, it's okay. not a sex robot. We are just <laughs> to be it's clear. Please do not molest yeah. Furby. <laughs> yeah, they definitely have a more animal-like quality. I oh, it's really making me want a pet too. I want cake and I want a dog. Okay, but cool. not kids. <laughs> <laughs> I do want kids. I love my kids. I just want to clarify this. I do love my children very much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, very defensive, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. So those are the swing predict. Oh yeah, that's right. We have this challenge that we do, Sam, at the end of every uh, first (laughs) half hour. I I love challenges. Yay. (laughs) So it's, you have to come up with the sort of setup of a joke that you finish in six months time oh, so you Jesus just Christ. <laughs> it, <laughs> you love challenges a second ago it, 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 I can do no but it's not like it you literally it can just be like a sentence the beginning of a sentence it can be really simple and you don't have to come up with the actual joke or punchline for six months so it's, got six months to work on it. It's basically just so that we seamlessly move into the next part of this podcast through oh, this through I this mean, joke or or sentence. That definitely sounds wonderful. In practice, <laughs> let's see how we go. Um, Do you want a moment to think about it? Oh, and it doesn't have to be linked to anything we've spoken about so far. Nah. No, and just... it doesn't have to be. It doesn't even have to be funny or anything. It, it can just be a sentence. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, lean into your strength. It doesn't have to be funny, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I'll go for something like super generic, and I'll say something like, "You know, it was so weird what I found at the back of my fridge the other day." I opened the door, and all I could find were my two DVD copies of The Big Lebowski and True Grit. And then I realized, oh, wait, this is my Jeff Fridges. <laughs> I hate myself and both of you for making me do this. This, I did, joke, I love went that. Through, this joke went through several workshops with full writer's rooms. And that was the best that we could come up with. And those, though the writer's room was fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were just like, Oh my god! After, I love after that months joke. and months of work, you they handed you a piece of paper with that on, and you were just like, "Get out of my sight!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing else. Like just scribbles all over every wall, and then just one solitary post-it note that said something about Jeff Bridges, and that was it. 
What I love is that you haven't been able to actually work on anything else in the last six months because you've been so focused on just that joke. It's, and, yes. But you know what? I feel like it was worth it. It was worth six months of your life. The commitment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For... I feel such a relief now. Oh, my God. The weight off my shoulders. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like now the sun's out. Birds are singing. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't spoken to my fiance in months. I've just... <laughs> I'd be like, if you don't have a punchline for me, you can just get the fuck out of this room right now. <laughs> I've been saying fridge in my sleep. It's really a lot to deal with. Sam, how have you been? How's the last six months been treating you? Um, I mean, fine, I guess. I When I listened back to what we spoke about six months ago, first of all, it was like quite... It was quite fun to listen to, like, how how much I was talking about being openly gay. Because, obviously, I finished my <laughs> conversion therapy now. Oh, well done. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. No, and good. you know what? Tits are just, like, really great. <laughs> I've got a lot of enjoyment for them now. Um, so that's been a really <laughs> nice development. Hey, you hear no complaints from me. And, and actually, if you want to be on my side podcast, TitCast, where we just talk <laughs> about great tits we love. Uh... Dude, you're yeah. welcome anytime. <laughs> that, I've got a lot of opinions. I personally, I don't know if you agree. I like it when there's two of them. Ooh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's preferable. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Total Recall where a lady of has three of them? Of course I have. <laughs> yes. I think that genuinely to a gay man, I think the only way that we would enjoy breasts more if there were more of them. Because then they become like, I don't know. I, more more fun and like decorative and campy right um, <laughs> you can do more with them i think when you have more of them right yeah them. like there's more to decorate like oh let's let's think of the upholstery i don't know uh, this was all just like a hilarious joke i'm still very gay okay oh that's disappointing. <laughs> as is um exemplified by the mustache that you've grown over the last yes. six months it is beautiful I, I was just thinking like really admiring that it's, it works Thank it works you so for you much. really well i think i it's... i think uh, i've somebody said that it's it's very freddie mercury and i i agree mm-hmm. um and i think my fiance says that it makes me look like an 80s porn star but i think a more accurate description <laughs> is someone who works on a porn set but is a virgin mm. right right Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I, I, I think it's got a bit of a porn starry vibe about it. It definitely is rocking that Freddie Mar- Mercury. Right. I was going to say, I, if I grow a mustache, I look like a creep, right? Right. And I'll send you a picture of me with a mustache, and you'll be like, oh, what a creep. <laughs> <laughs> and, let's, and let's just, like, document that I had not asked for this photo, but it sounds like Matt will send it to me anyway. I'll send it to you anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's, okay. a, it's what I like to call a tasteful nude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a tash pick. I yeah. Think you're, like, you're but you look like you look like people. a Victorian gentleman. With yeah, a, that's what I was going to say. I was like, you're one of the few people I've seen that can actually really properly pull a moustache off. That yeah. sounds Yeah, I, I would agree. Nobody has said, like, do you know what? I really miss your bare upper lip. Um, <laughs> so, If anything, I, I mean, that's one of those things that, and I, I hate to talk behind your back, but when we when I talked to people, I was like, oh, I was talking to Sam Lake, and I'm like, the guy with the lip? And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I really that wish you'd do something about it. So I'm glad lip. I can finally go back to people and be like, oh, yeah. he, he finally did something about that lip. So. Yeah, I really, I got, I got myself fixed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the Tash is going to stick around. So obviously, like, aesthetic-wise, I've gone on quite the journey. Yeah. I would love to say, like, things have, like, whoppingly changed in the six months, but not not so much necessarily. I think the thing we spoke about the most last time was that I'm, I'm due to get married. Yeah. Um, right. And I still am, but... <laughs> 
Um, as of this we, recording we, <laughs> as of this recording it's still on the cards <laughs> what happened was oh, we reached a point maybe actually not that long ago maybe like a month and a bit ago where we were like we still have this like massive wedding booked in for may uh-huh. and we were expecting like 170 people to turn up and it was going to be in glasgow and the venue sorted the caterer sorted the photographer but like we still can't leave our houses for longer than just like one outing a day so maybe we should just move it so we ended up rescheduling it to next year but then but we we kind of well how's best to put this i'm forcing my partner to marry me this year they want to i'll hang on so okay wait, all right, then. i feel like we're gonna have to talk to him now because i feel like this is turning into a hostage situation um, so i don't know why maybe it's because so much had to be postponed everyone had to postpone stuff and like cancel stuff like shows that we had planned to do projects that we had in the works and 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 because of this pandemic we weren't able to do them and i knew that we could still do a marriage if we just went to like (laughs) if we went to like the city chambers and just did like the 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 registry office thing where it's literally just the two of you two witnesses and the registrar right and i said well what if we do that on the day that we said we were we were going to get married to begin with because then i kind of see it as like a win over the over the covid-19 <laughs> where i can say you try to stop it from happening but we're still getting married on the day that we said we would it might not be the wedding that we quite had in mind but we can still say yes that is the day that we got married and that did not change and he was like yeah okay if you if you book that in then that's fine um now there's all of this talk about things opening up again um Mm -hmm. in like june well at least that's the plan in england in scotland they don't do the same thing they like i guess try and like keep people safe i don't know Um, (laughs) they're not like giving dates or anything but at least in england they think everything will be fine by june 21st magically and mm-hmm. so my partner was like, well, maybe, maybe just let, let's still do the city chambers thing, but let's do it at like in the first week of July. Cause then at least like, even if it's like only opened up a little bit, we can have more than just five people. Like maybe mm. even my mum could come. And I was like, you've really got to stop being so obsessed with her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we, so now as, as of this moment, we are going to get married like end of June, beginning of July okay. in a registry office in Edinburgh. And hopefully we will be able to have like close family there if possible, which would be nice. If not, my wedding will be live streamed on Twitch, <laughs> which is an incredibly depressing thing to admit. But that could very well be the case. Oh, so, wow. yeah. I just love the thought of you going to the registry office and being like, I would like to do a wedding. <laughs> um, How does one do... do a wedding? I, is it... I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. When I looked into how you're supposed to do it, because you always hear of like, oh, let's just do a quickie wedding at like the, at, at the like the local council. I was like, how do you do it? There is literally marriages at gov.scotland. And you just email it and say, can I do a marriage, please? And they'll say, this is when you can do it. And then that's basically it. Mm. And it's it's that simple. You have to fill out some form or something. But like, <laughs> it, it really is just like, you could just walk in and be like, one marriage, please. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it's as simple as that. 
<laughs> there's oh. just a there's just a bunch of extra grooms hanging out there too, in case you didn't bring one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they will take a groom, leave a groom tray. Where people... <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that you're still gonna get married this year. I'm really sorry. You know, like I when I was listening back to you know last the six months ago episode, mm. I was uh, half. I was just like, oh man, that's so tough. Like to think that we're now still, you know, we're still in lockdown now, and that's even though yeah. I think things will probably be. Much much more opened up I imagine by mm-hmm. oh, but then I'm like geez it's March like I keep forgetting that it's March I keep thinking we're in January <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then being yeah. like oh we've still got ages till May but it's yeah. not is it it's like two months mm-hmm. away god mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like it's well crazy. it's almost Christmas oh wait it's when <laughs> I have no concept of time anymore but I'm sorry about that man that that must be really tough do you know what I think it just it we we wanted like the classic full bells and whistles celebration but mm-hmm. i think what has been nice is that it's clear to both of us that the important thing is just that we want to get married and how we can how we do a wedding um, <laughs> is 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 flexible we're still we're still going to celebrate next year and do like the whole shebang we've just right. made that a year on so it's it's postponed not cancelled it's annoying that we have to keep waiting it but we know like loads of like friends who like had their weddings planned for last year and are on like their fourth rescheduling because these oh. timelines keep changing so yeah. we've not had it as bad as some we just want to get bloody married is <laughs> yeah. that so much to ask you know i I, when Alice and I got married, we got married in a fever. Like, yeah, sorry. in a fever. <laughs> I'm so in sorry. A sprout. Um, <laughs> and like, because we had to get married, kind of, we wanted to get married right away because for various like legal reasons, you know, because you, because your wife can't testify against you in court. I was gonna say, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> um, no, we wanted to get married because for visa reasons, like either I was gonna, either she was gonna stay in the U.S. or I was gonna move to the U.K. But it was much easier right. for us if if we were married. So the longer we were, the sooner we did that, you know. So we just got like married in a, literally in a chapel in a strip mall in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Great. With, uh, Tara's really giggling away. <laughs> I just think it's because every time you say we got married in her, I keep expecting, and then you keep pausing and I keep expecting you to say fever. I'm sorry. That's just, it's ridiculous, but it's just in my head now. Why? It's really annoying I- me. <laughs> I don't know. I that's very. And odd. it was kind of a fever the way you did it. You know, to be fair, um, well, it was Phoenix. It was very hot. So, <laughs> um, but how long had you two been together when you decided to get married? I think we were only together for like a year and a half. Okay, well, that was about the same for me and David. I yeah, think we we got we got engaged on our second anniversary. So okay, see, yeah. well, we were like, I mean, getting married started out as kind of like a dare that neither of us backed down from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Because it was like oh. we were talking about like, oh, okay, Alice had this contract at a lab in America for postgraduate work, and it was like it's coming up to the end, and we're like, we'll need to kind of decide. She was like, I'm willing to stay in America, but it's difficult to get a job visa, so it'd be easier to get a marriage visa. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll marry you, whatever. I've done it before. I'll do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was just gonna say that's like not like so different to why Dave and I got married, except like I guess we we got married just because like of. um, of uh, of of love and because we wanted to, like oh, it's okay. just yeah. different. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of the same thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if it's just for paperwork or for a deep bond of your souls, you know, either way, it's kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh yeah so we, we i mean we we loved each other i mean that's that's just the thing it's just like we we probably would have gotten married anyways right took a while to get to that admission there <laughs> oh, we do love each other though yeah no 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 no. that's great oh, yeah i mean it's like um what's that emotion that um is like uh where you kiss up on somebody <laughs> it's like you're happy and horny at the same time yeah uh hornpy i think that's what yeah. it's called yeah 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 <laughs> So anyways, uh, we were hornpy for each other and <laughs> the, yeah, it, yeah. So and we, then, and then you were just like, I dare you to marry me. Yeah. She was like, I dare you. <laughs> well, no, we were just like, you know, it was kind of just like, oh, like Alice was like, you know, you mentioned getting married and I was like, yeah. And I was like, she was like, were you serious about that? And I was like, were you serious about that? <laughs> it was like, so there was never any, like, there was never any great, like, uh getting down on one knee and proposing kind of thing no she was just like marry me you pussy yeah, yeah. i was like i'll do it i'm ready to go to hell tonight let's go <laughs> like yeah that was that was pretty much it yeah so and then oh, wow. and, and here we are uh six years later we got our own little baby which yeah, again has an escalating now. series of yes, dares is now congratulations thank you <laughs> Little Tavish. That's like super evidence that you've consummated the marriage finally. So that's great. Yeah, well, <laughs> finally, just the just the once because. <laughs> um, um, I mean, Sam may love tits, but they're not my favorite thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's how's Tavish? He's fine. He's been fussy lately, but he's just a month old, so whatever. Mm. But uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We're not here to talk about my baby. We're talking. We're here to talk about. We're here to uh, talk about Sam's baby. Sam Britain's baby. baby. <laughs> Sam Lake. <laughs> baby of the nation. Nations. Yeah. The nation's mustachioed baby. <laughs> Sam Lake. Winner of hairiest baby 2021. Yeah. And cutest. Yeah. Oh, stop. Cutest hairiest. Yes, correct. Yeah. So the wedding is off it's not off it's postponed <laughs> it's 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 rebranded it's we've 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 done as a like live a twitch event. strategy <laughs> yeah a live twitch event follow me on twitch um it'd be great if you could donate some bits i think they're called um you'll unlock you'll unlock some exclusive sam wedding emojis yeah i, I that's about all i know about twitch yeah it's a, twi a twitch extravaganza okay yeah. so that is still happening and uh the mm -hmm. big one's gonna be next year am i allowed to plug yeah please yeah, do I mean, we, yeah we could yeah usually plug at the end but yeah whatever no let, let us yeah <laughs> plug midway through plug whenever you like plug i'd love to know yeah just look matt we can't fix your broken marriage now <laughs> so just let me have the success for my, now my marriage has never been better <laughs> i'm not the one whose fiance asked the uh, uh move back their wedding date so Ooh, oh burn what was i doing oh plug the, plugging plug the yeah <laughs> um it's called joy <laughs> multiplication uh, well this happened in the six months as well that weird time pretty much just in london because in the rest of the country especially in scotland live gigs have not been a thing the whole year we've been in this situation mm -hmm. they've been a lot more like strict about it and so there's no there's no like social there's no like covid friendly venues or anything like that you can't do outdoor gigs they're limited as well so in December, I was able to come back to London briefly because I had gigs and one of them was what is now our online show. It's called Joy Multiplication and I run it with Olga Cock, Chloe Petz and Huge Davies. And we all we all started comedy at the same time and we set up this night way back 
when we all started so like four or five years ago in Dalston I think was our first venue and it we put like shows on every month and we get like people to come do it it was really fun and then I think we stopped doing it because we all got too busy and also didn't want to and then in like the last couple of months we were like oh what if we bring it back we've always said we'll bring it back and the Pleasants were kind enough to let us do a live show there Mm -hmm. which went really well so well that then after that show they cancelled all other live gigs in London none were allowed to happen anymore (laughs) they say it's because of like they had to go back into lockdown right i choose to interpret it differently and no one can question my truth right they're they're like we peaked why keep going yeah yeah yeah. this is the best comedy will ever be when we went back into lockdown but like it was like a harder lockdown than the one we were in before that was just like a circuit breaker thing we were like oh we we felt like we just had a nibble there a little taste of like what it was like to be back on stage what if we just do this as like an online thing until we can go back to doing it on stage again and so it just came out of that we we, we bought a, a professional zoom license and that is apparently all it takes to put on a gig <laughs> um and it's been it's been quite fun we've done how long have we been doing it like a month and a half which means we've done three shows Um, (laughs) but it's been good so yeah so that um if people do want to check it out it's we we post about it on twitter at joy malt because somebody already took joy multiplication and joy multi so it's just joy malt and that's where all of the dates are and all of the tickets are free as well so like you don't have to pay anything to come oh amazing i love it so much i did joy multiplication back in when i was pregnant with charlie so it was it must have been the beginning of did you do you remember where you did it i was at the in uh king's cross um yeah and chloe was emceeing and she was so funny and it was the first time i'd ever seen her perform and then i came back i can't remember whether i did it again i think i might have done it a second i did do it a second time and it was Mm. really fun and i was just like that was it was funny thinking back because obviously that was before like olga had been nominated or hugh huge i think so nominated yeah and it was like it was yeah, I mean, it's a. It was su- you could just tell there was such a sort of energy with everything that was happening that they they were definitely uh going Quite places. Chaotic. Oh right, yes, no, okay. Uh, no, as in like <laughs> I just felt like they were doing such great work. But I I actually didn't see you perform then, Sam. But I remember seeing you in Oxford and thinking you're amazing. Yes. And obviously, I'm assuming your nomination will be next when the next Fringe goes ahead. Yeah, in 2024, I think it <laughs> yeah. is likely to happen. You were going to Pleasance, weren't you? You were going yeah, to do Pleasance. Yeah. And was your show called Cake? It certainly was. And I think if I can do it this year, it still will be called Cake. But Cake will have a different meaning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a tease. Um, what a tease. Yeah, I, I, that just means that like there'll be material in the show that wouldn't have been in there last year. And so I think the, the show last year was going to be just about wedding stuff. And now I think that just seems like it would be odd to just go back with a show that was about that now having actually done the wedding but also had to change the wedding and like change my expectations of it but then mm-hmm. there's so many other things to talk about like how people's lives changed over the last year that it, it doesn't make sense to just focus on that so it's the classic thing of like i've given a name to the show i will work out why it's called that like in july <laughs> like, <laughs> closer to the time I wanted to ask you about, so in six, the last six months, you started your own podcast. I did. You were talking about, yeah. you were, you had some ideas for podcasts and you, you, you made one. Uh, I did. What's it called? Have a drink with Sam and talk about stuff. 
or <laughs> <laughs> no wait, it's a i drank a whole bottle of wine and now i'm crying at yep. sam is that what it was <laughs> i'm i'm getting a taste of my own medicine and it tastes sweet um, <laughs> it's called um yeah i start, i did a podcast called i've had a rosé let's talk about feelings it <laughs> is a 12 part series where it's um, me interviewing people, other comedians, about how they handle their feelings, which emotions they find come to them more frequently than others, uh-huh. and and then like just stories where they feel like they got too emotional. I actually ask the same six questions to every guest and then just see what happens. And I think it was quite fun and quite silly and people seem to enjoy it. And this probably isn't like the right way to go about making a podcast, but I actually started by making the cover art for it and then thinking, that looks really good. And then thought of a format that fits that. (laughs) I said, what if it was just like really gay and like pink and sparkly, but then my face is on it? And then I made something and I was like, that's gorgeous. Let's make it. <laughs> and when you see something that's very visually striking, your first thought is like, this should be a podcast. Right. <laughs> Don't know how I made that connection. But it was really nice. And it, it was a nice way to connect with people, to connect with comedians who I am friends with. But like, it's that kind of thing when you're at a gig, you only talk about like stuff. I don't know you t- you talk about stuff that's like happening right now but you don't actually like get to know people and it was it yeah it was really nice and like everyone i thought i was really concerned people wouldn't want to just come on and talk about like why they're so emotional or like what makes them sad but actually i forgot that comedians are really self-indulgent and like, <laughs> i actually had to edit quite a lot out of every episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it, it's been really good and like it's still like available on all good podcast platforms and i have every intention of making a series two but i don't know what i can say i feel like i'm tempting fate if i say it but it, it, podcast two will podcast two series two will happen but it might be bigger on a bigger scale than the first one that's, that's exciting so just louder yeah. or like bigger yeah, in just, yeah yeah <laughs> rather than putting it on spotify i'm just going to drive around in a van with speakers on oh, top yeah. and just force it through people's living rooms uh, yeah it's 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 exciting but like many other like things that could happen in comedy there's every chance that like it, a, a much bigger chance that it won't but it's nice to be thought of and like have something to work on oh, but, yeah okay so are you going out so it sounds like you potentially have a deal with the bigger podcasting outfit with like a with like a a, 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 a company who is interested in in making it is so, it okay. bbc like, sounds no 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 some kind of british broadcasting <laughs> corporation maybe per se that's <laughs> fine uh we, I did, I did, the reason that i'm not saying it is because like it's not like anything final it's like something right. that we're working through we're like putting together like a pilot and stuff like that and so hopefully something comes from that well that's, that's um, exciting so yeah like lo- lo- things are in lots of again i remember saying this before many pans on the oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's great so i guess uh was there anything that surprised you listening back um i uh, yeah i think we already said it actually it's just that i think this is true for like any conversation i had six months ago we were all talking about like what life might be like now with the expectation that it might be better than what we were in before and plot twist no (laughs) Um, (laughs) more of the same garbage i i mean you look and with envy at other countries who've been able to stay on top of like their protocols and things and you're just like oh why can't it be like that here people in new zealand are allowed to like lick each other at outdoor festivals i'm so jealous (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I guess that was the most surprising thing is like, I think we all in some way, even like the most pessimistic people thought like, well, like something will be open back. Like maybe we'll be allowed to have picnics again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But actually like it's all still very restricted probably more so than when we last spoke so yeah, yeah that that was probably the most surprising thing it's, it's sorry that's super <laughs> depressing i thought everything would be better now <laughs> yeah no. that's the tone of the podcast so far but yeah. hopefully it'll yeah. be on the up soon <laughs> um yeah um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then i guess it's just what what's next for you i think like i said pans on the boil we'll see what happens <laughs> with them uh so, maybe we'll get the pasta cooked through all right, so are you gonna do a season two of your show regardless of like even if you have to do it independently again i think so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's always exciting to see like if like oh maybe the you know maybe it, it can be bigger and sparklier i did a, i did a i did the first live episode of the podcast as well as part of leicester comedy festival and that was quite fun i oh, did yeah. it in my bathtub which nobody expected. I was actually in a full bath with bubbles and everything. Oh, and, <laughs> I was and, thinking just an I, empty bathtub. No, oh no, fully committed. Had a glass of rosé. Had a face mask on. Had a full bath with bubble bath in it. Oh, lovely. It didn't occur to me until we were doing the tech run for it. Yeah, with the guest, and I was, and my guest was Suze Kempner, who's amazing. And I, I, I just said, hang on, Suze, I just need to feel like I feel like I need to ask you for consent before I do this because this could be quite like I'm just gonna be sat here in my bath and like my my bare chest will be exposed. Is that okay with you? Because I don't want to force that on you. Because <laughs> I would hate for you to be completely turned on during the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you like nipples? I've got two of them. <laughs> but um, yes. It, so I would love to do it even if like it's off my own steam again but i will definitely i i think you guys you record like you record it all as one big batch don't you i guess you have to because of the nature of the show what do you mean record all you you record all of it and then release it rather than release it what's the word episodically well no because we've been releasing it each week that we do um the next one of the six months so like we've been recording them for six months or more than that seven eight months okay um and we've we're we've released a bunch so we've been recording since july and this is we've record we've released seven episodes but but we have loads of halves first halves we have like 31 first half we took a month off we took this month off because i just had a baby but we'll be we'll be starting recording first halves again in march (laughs) sorry just the way you said it it was just like sorry tara i can't do more of the podcast i've got a baby actually it was tara's idea i was like no let's just fucking keep going and she's like i love i love i've kept being like matt you're gonna need a break because it's a lot having a baby and stuff and matt's like no i've started two other podcasts actually i'm now doing three podcasts i'm like okay fine i've personally found i did one episode a week of i've had a rose and maybe this is just because i'm perhaps more disorganized but like i had like a couple episodes like booked up and ready to go and then it became like a week on week thing and i think there was one episode where i recorded it literally the night before it was supposed to go out (laughs) and did like the record the edit Mm -hmm. all of it in just one evening 
and it just became too stressful so i was like okay series one is done series two i will be more organized and record it all and then release it Uh, and and that will be that and then i don't have to worry about so i mean the thing with having the for doing the first half six months in advance like i edited i had to listen back to this episode because i edited it like five months ago like Mm. the first half but then the second half i have to edit by sunday because we'll release it on monday okay so in some respects i'm way ahead of the game because most of the first halves are already edited so i have like right 30 of those almost in the can Mm. but then uh yeah i have to do the second half like right away so Mm -hmm. and then once we're up and running again for season two we'll be doing two recordings a week Mm. because we'll have to do a new first half and a new second half of somebody that we record you know so it's a whole yeah the two doing two recordings a week i find quite weird as well because i'm always like what are we at the beginning or the end of the six months like as in like it's (laughs) just like sometimes i'm literally like am i allowed to talk about what are we talking anyway yeah it's 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 a bit of a mind uh puzzle yeah um is there anything else you wanted to ask sam before we let him go matt because obviously i'm just aware of the time it's quite late oh yeah sorry don't worry it's fine so next for you you're gonna work on your season two of your podcast you've got Mm -hmm. other projects you're working on you got you still got that marriage you know that's you know 50 50 proposition you know uh, <laughs> yeah so that pesky marriage yeah, yeah. you're gonna get that done gonna get that done gonna get that in the can go yeah. do a marriage um, gonna do a, do a do a marriage you get your bi-weekly show uh yes and hopefully we can do that like in person when that's allowed again hey. be nice hey. i guess i will do my hour in some form even if it's not at the end of a fringe it's it's like booked into like smaller festivals or again it covid permitting it, right it, I'll, I'll do it somewhere i don't know where i will do it to an audience in a part of the uk probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's everything probably also going to put on 50 pounds of raw muscle <laughs> <laughs> just get um, really shredded that's really going to look like a a, a sex uh, a, sorry a porn star then yeah, yeah nobody um, will think i'm a they'll just think i've come to fix something and then i'll get bummed and it's gonna, gonna get really inconvenient after a while. <laughs> yeah you know what end up like Stop um the you know the comedian carrot top <laughs> yeah yeah he was so he was like he's a terrible prop comedian but like mm. for years he was just like a goofy dude with like weird red hair oh and then he got really jacked and then he got really jacked and you're like this is not funny at all like it was funny <laughs> oh. before it was just like this is up setting i think he also had some very bad work done on his face well i I was gonna say yeah he it looked like he put on a lot of muscle in his face as well like yeah face could be hench he has a hench (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah yeah and it was like his eyebrows could like do a bench press i was just like (laughs) i what didn't find him very funny to begin with but this is upsetting i can't imagine anybody's enjoying watching it's disturbing yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird with being a comedian it's like it's almost like it's if people are too good looking they become less funny or something yeah oh someone Mm. told me about that once they were like you don't want to be thinking about wanting to have sex with them because if you then you can't laugh so you have to make yourself less attractive when you start speaking this is what women have advised me female comedians right uh maybe this isn't such an issue for for men i don't know no because i'm pretty sure that every male comedian at some point has thought my my time on stage could only be made funnier if i took my penis out (laughs) and i think everyone would love it i mean have you ever some i've never done it no i mean Um, i wasn't gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't accusing you of any reason of having to leave London for Edinburgh. I certainly wasn't. Let's move swiftly onwards from this. All right. So, Sam, where can people reach you if they want to find you on like social media and stuff? 
Um, they they can find me at Mrs. Amlarkey. Um, <laughs> Mr. Uh, and then my name, Sam Lake. Uh, and it's that across everything: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Yeah, and that and that's where you can find like, all of the podcasts and the gigs and stuff as well. Yeah, awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Sam. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. It's We've loved it. Been a joy and a pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a delight. Yeah, thanks. It's good seeing you, Sam. Take care, man. Yeah, take okay. it easy. <laughs> you take you take care. What 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 what? Be, be oh, safe, man. Be what? safe out there, buddy. What? I can't say take care. What did I do? <laughs> I don't know. You just have a candor that I enjoy. <laughs> what? What's your step? Great. Make great. sure you're careful out there. All right. Well, yeah, watch you watch your back and... while you can. Uh, Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How'd you get uh, it to record in the end? I I just restarted my computer. Is that it? yeah mm. all right so tara how are you today hey i am doing good thanks buddy how are you you know i'm all right same old stuff same old baby stuff having to work work sucks can't wait till i'm done with that shit and i get to be a stay-at-home dad Woohoo! So i'll be six months from now no six months from a couple weeks from now so oh that's exciting yeah so but it's full now, on though uh it it, you'll love it but it is full on um but yeah but then I um, guess it's just who you know. If you love, if you love being with your kid all day, then what greater joy? I think I just struggle because I always felt like I should always be achieving stuff all the time. But if you let that go and you just embrace it and be present with your kid, <laughs> probably actually really fun. I think, uh, yeah, I want to give up trying to achieve things. Um, yes, give it up. No <laughs> point in it. Um, I've tried to do that and it's failed. And so, like, you know what? Let's just give that. That's for that's another. It's a young man's game, not for me. I actually think just to be president, just to be just to be president. That's what I want. <laughs> that's what I got to do. I got to be president. That's a lot of work. That's a lot um, more work than I'm willing to put in. I think just to be present in the moment, like your life can just be so much better if you're actually. And I find that with the with the boys, as soon as I'm starting to feel stressed out, if I actually just sit and play with them and enjoy like building a train track or whatever we're doing, I'm, I just feel so much better. Like I connect with them. I connect with, I don't know, the life force. Anyway, um, this is funny because we went on a whole tangent at the beginning of like the sort of philosophical, a a philosophical, philosophical, thank (laughs) you, God, I've forgotten how to speak, of sort of what life means and stuff and what, like whether there's a hell, should you go back to mass, I don't know if you remember this. Oh right, I forgot there's all this ghost talk. (laughs) Yeah, the ghost stuff in the beginning. I have not had any supernatural experiences in six months, so. Have you overcome your fear of ghosts? Eh, I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm better at it, but then it hasn't really been tested because I'm not really anywhere but my house and I'm not creeped out by my house right now. (laughs) And I'm never alone, which is also good. So I'm not really in, in a position where I'm testing being in ghostly situations. It's not like I'm ever in an empty hotel or something, you know, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not in classically ghosty situations. So. I think that the likelihood is if ghosts exist, they would be everywhere, not just in creepy places. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not just going to be in creepy hotels. They'd be in literally every single place ever, you know, maybe just the bad ghosts are in creepy places. <laughs> Like the good ones are like in your kitchen and that's why they're so bad because they're upset that they're stuck in a creepy place and they're like oh why can't i be one of those ghosts that like On died the at the beach <laughs> and i get to hang out at the beach all the time yeah 
playing volleyball with my ghost yeah. around. Yeah. Okay. So you haven't overcome that fear. However, you have had a baby and now the baby can protect you from ghosts. So that's fantastic. I guess. Unless the baby is a ghost. There's been a lot of theories running around that the baby is potentially some kind of goblin or shapeshifter or potentially a snake. His skin has been peeling quite a bit. Oh, that's so funny. I'd forgotten that that happens. How's that going? Yeah, it's fine. Looks weird. Anyway, so what else did we talk about in the beginning? Oh, your shed. How's that gone? Yeah, I built it. I threw all my junk in there and then I kind of locked it up and forgot. <laughs> like, I've, I don't know. I've been really bad about doing things and uh, I need to I, I need to build a workbench in there. So that's the next big thing for the next six months. But uh, yeah. And then Will went camping. Has he been camping since? He has not been camping, but funnily enough, he did talk about camping today and we thought like maybe we could think about going camping at some stage you know as it warms up that'd be fun did you get your night away i did i did end up going to london i didn't do the thing of going off by myself which in some ways i think i should still do that like i i love being by myself i'm i maybe that's a bit weird but i just Meh. i'm quite happy to just sort of be alone if you're, so, alone you're not worried about ghosts then yeah why wouldn't you like to be i feel like mm-hmm. next time i'm alone i will now be worried about ghosts but um i'll try not to be yeah i don't know it might be but then i'll probably end up getting to some nice hotel somewhere and just and or spa or whatever and be like oh i wish will was here to enjoy this with me um so at some stage in the future we will hopefully be able to have a night away together and then uh what else you said st david's day happy st david's day was it yeah did that even happen i don't know anything about st david's <laughs> i mean day. it happens whether people it's a, it's so when was if it? you listen to my if you you know if you bother to listen to my other podcast <laughs> it's all about saints <laughs> sorry you would know that uh every saint has a feast day and pretty much every day of the year is a feast day for a different saint uh saint david is the patron saint of wales and his feast day is march 1st though i think it's technically february 29th but it's always observed on march 1st or something anyway i see okay well i'm sorry that i didn't do anything for that but uh yeah, i don't even know what the traditions are i meant to look it up i, I went to like google how saint david's day went in wales but it was it's probably just like everybody in wales hung out at home and <laughs> generally you know. just sad and hoping they'd be vaccinated soon i thought me thinking that we're coming out of this like i said like i thought we'd be coming out of all this into a brighter future which to some degree i feel isn't inaccurate because i feel that we even though we're still in it now i I feel like we have been sort of given a way out now, like as in like with the whole roadmap to out of lockdown or whatever that Boris Johnson's put together. It does feel that we are, you know, that things are getting better, I would say. Mm-hmm particularly with the the vaccination rates and i feel hopefully we are coming into a more positive future and god i look forward to like hugging people again and um but yeah so we'll see so so the future is uncertain but the important thing is that we're all (laughs) (laughs) anyway thanks everybody for listening uh we really appreciate it if you can uh please (laughs) <laughs> rate review subscribe and i know you can because it's 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 doable i don't know it's uh, no but please do rate review subscribe if you can and tell a friend get it get yourself a podcast buddy so that you can uh start spreading the inside jokes that we're developing all around <laughs> but yeah if you want to learn more about the podcast you can follow us on six months later pod on all the things you can go to six months later pod.com if you're looking for tara you can find me on tara nw comedy on all the stuff and what about you matthew i am uh mc Dorn on all the things i'm occasionally on instagram uh, but I pretty much abandoned my 
Twitter account, but if you want to go and look at my Twitter account, there's some old tweets in there that, uh, you know, you can check out, like this classic from September 5th, 2015. The way people freak out about menstruation, they should call it getting your exclamation mark. Instead of getting your period, that, you get your exclamation that is, mark. That's good. That is good. I think it, it it's because not, it's not good. It's not I think good it doesn't you... work as well for 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 me because I call it a full stop, so I don't even oh. think of full stops as being a period. So I think for me it's more. But but for Americans, I bet they would love that. So when you get your period, you call it getting a full stop. <laughs> I got it. Okay. So social media is pretty much a dead end for me, but I can make <laughs> other actual media, including another podcast. If you're interested, uh, I just had a new podcast or a new episode of uh, my podcast, Comedy Killed the Video Star, come out yesterday. Uh, this episode is called Taking It to the Coronation Street. It features special guest Christian Brown, and she has brought me three music videos from musicians who couldn't quite cut it as musicians and ended up on the British soap opera Coronation Street. They're all extremely bland. So <laughs> they're better off on TV and out of the radio. But anyways. Um, awesome. Well, if, you, uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast um, and you'd like to support us, please go to Patreon and show us some love. We'd be very grateful. You can just find us on there six months later pod. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. In six months. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. I'm so sorry. I did end up having no. a restart. My- that, um, that's okay. Matthew invented a fake cat so that he could sexually proposition <laughs> that me. That did not. Look, okay, wait, here. Wait, look. I got what? an actual cat. He's, oh, no, he ran away. He ran away. You scared him off. Right. Okay, yeah. Because he doesn't exist. <laughs>